Welcome to the Investor Fellow Podcast. I'm your host, Jorge Navarro. Thank you so much for being part of the first ever Investor Fellow Podcast. It's something I wanted to create for a very long time. This podcast is about thinking creatively, financial independence, investing, life, and understanding how money works. But before we dive in, a bit about me and my background and how the Investor Fellow Podcast came to be. So I was born in Los Angeles. My parents are from Mexico and moved to the U.S. when they were young. I'm 38 years old and live in California. I've lived a lifestyle radically different than most. Living this way has allowed me to save and invest creatively. Over the years, I've lived on a sailboat in San Diego, as well as in my rental properties in the sunny Palm Springs area. I'd say without a doubt, my main drive and focus for creating this podcast is growing up, I experienced many financial struggles, which left an impression on me. It's the reason I became fascinated with learning about money and investing, maybe like many of you listening. You see, back then, I had no money for college, and that's okay. My career path to the fire department. When I look back, I'm thankful I went this route. I really am. I learned structure, discipline, and accountability, all things I needed at that time. Also, making good income earlier in life allowed me to pay my debts, save, and begin investing. It's always advantageous to invest earlier in life. So if you're listening and you have the opportunity, take it, invest. At the age of 17, I got involved in the fire department. Luck played a major role because I lived down the street from a fire station. I know lucky, right? I remember I went down there, dressed really nice, scared, introduced myself, and soon after, I became a volunteer firefighter. It was at this moment that my career path was set into motion. I learned the steps I needed to get hired. Then over the next few years, I put myself through a firefighter academy, countless training classes, and became a paramedic. At the age of 23, I began working as a full-time firefighter paramedic. I love being a firefighter. I got paid to go into burning buildings, rescue people, use chainsaws, and extrication tools and equipment that could cut a car in half. Those are always my favorite. It was physically demanding, always challenging situations. We worked out. Every day was filled with jokes and laughs. We were like a big functional, dysfunctional family. Respect was earned, not given. Being a paramedic was also equally exciting. I love the chaos of a stressful emergency situation, the challenge of figuring out what to do quickly, delegating tasks, and watching your treatments make people better. It always felt good to see that. As great as the job was, there were downsides. Myself and fellow firefighters were exposed to high amounts of carcinogens, sleep deprivation, long work schedules, injuries, and post-traumatic stress disorder. And for a long time, that wasn't even talked about. It's a lot better now. We also dealt with racism and bureaucratic nonsense, which made the job difficult to appreciate at times. I would love to do a future podcast going in-depth on all of it. So during my career in the fire department, learning about money appealed to me above all else. It just always did. I knew ultimately my path in life would be investing related. And lo and behold, look, here we are. I'm on a podcast. So while working in the fire department, I realized quickly how little my fellow firefighters knew about investing and what they were invested in. 
At that time, nobody was really talking about money. Many had no clue of the high fee structures, poor rate of return, and what they were actually invested in. I try to change that over the years. I once gave an investing presentation in one of my fire department training classes. I used my own brokerage account, rate of returns, and my investing process. Every firefighter has something they excel in and take pride in. For me, sharing investment knowledge was my thing, and still to this day. I remember being so nervous. I was doing something outside the norm. Like, like I said earlier, nobody talked about that stuff. So I was wondering, how would they react? Till that point, no one had actually put on a training class involving money and investing. Well, to my surprise, my coworkers appreciated the presentation and had many great questions. It seemed to have made an impression on them. And in fact, I still talk to some of those individuals to this day, and they call me about money and investing. So during my firefighting years, I myself aggressively invested in index funds, which I had learned about by reading books and financial blogs. I was blown away when I learned it was entirely possible to save, invest, and live off of the profits your assets generate. It was like learning how to ride a bike for the first time. You see the world differently. After several years of saving aggressively in my index fund, I sold portions of my index funds for down payments on rental properties. I bought three rental properties over the course of 10 years. And contrary to social media, you don't need to flip a bunch of houses with other people's money or take on excessive leverage or own 100 or 1,000 doors. Just do what's right for you. Owning my properties, I learned how to demo, remodel, and stage an entire home myself. People always ask me, how did I learn how to do tile work and bathroom remodels? I tell them, I just get in there and do it. Also, I ask friends if they know and watch YouTube. I definitely fuck up a lot, but I learn quicker this way. So just go and do it, kind of like I'm doing with this podcast. That's how you learn the best. My advice, if you want to own real estate, get hands-on, learn basic construction and property management. The more you know yourself, the greater return on your investment. And that's the goal. You'll be able to spot a small problem before it becomes a big one. That's how you save the big money. I also learned the darker side of property management and rentals, like asshole guests, horrible renters, and almost having my house burned down. I look forward to doing a whole podcast on this. All in all, my Airbnbs were very profitable, so much so that my friends began buying properties in my area. I would teach them what I knew and the lessons I learned. With my rental properties doing well, I bought a sailboat in San Diego. I always wanted to live the San Diego life. To me, it made financial sense to go this route. I was able to live at the beach, continue my high savings and investing strategies all at the same time. So to me, it was a win-win. The best perks of saleable life, well, are waterfront views. To me, those are the best. My marina had a gym, pool, and a hot tub, and sunset sailing in the San Diego Bay. I'll do a whole podcast on this life hack as well. So what's the Investor Fellow podcast about? Well, the podcast will revolve around six categories, and I'm sure we'll add more in the future. Number one, creativity and investing. Here's my example. I was able to figure out a way to continue investing a large portion of my income and live on the beach. Buying a sailboat allowed me to live in a high cost of living area, like San Diego, for a fraction of the cost with many great perks. 
So the takeaway is there's always a creative workaround. Number two, the emotional and psychological side of investing. This one we need to talk about more. It's a rush when things are going great. It really is. Everyone wants to be in the stock market when it's soaring and in real estate when the economy is booming. But what happens when your investments are not doing so hot? Let me ask you this. Can you handle, and think about this, can you handle a 40% or a 60% decline? Have you actually felt what that feels like? It can be devastating if you're not mentally prepared. Imagine seeing your investing account down hundreds of thousands of dollars. Me personally, I sure have. And it's not a pretty sight. So if this happens to you, are you going to panic? Are you going to sell at a loss? Will you be able to sleep at night? Those are questions you need to ask yourself. Have you done enough research? If you have, then you have the conviction to stay the course, right? Did you know that recessions and bad volatile markets can be some of the best times in life to invest? Your biggest returns can come from mispriced assets and markets. Kind of like the time we're living in now, so take advantage. Remember, investing isn't instant gratification, it's delayed wealth accumulated gratification. As my friend Warren Buffett says, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Number three, investing and general knowledge. Back to the basics. Knowing the basics builds a strong foundation, just like in anything. So we will talk in depth on some of the basics of investing, like index funds, savings accounts, compounding interest, real estate, leverage, and debt. If you have a better understanding of all of these things, it can only help you become a better investor. Number four, exit strategies for your investments. This one is super important. My example, from the very beginning, I had a plan to sell several of my Airbnbs if they appreciated in value significantly. I would also sell if I began seeing oversaturation with increased regulations in my area. Well, both of those things happened over the years, which was my cue to exit. So remember, if you don't develop an exit plan, when the time comes, you might miss the opportunity and lose serious profits. Number five, when to stop the goalpost. Listen up. There will always be more money to be made, more titles to achieve, more status, more luxuries, more bragging rights, more, 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 more. Someone who is happy with enough is the most free. If you figure out what's your enough, you'll live the richest, most fulfilling life. It's actually pretty simple. If you happen to make more wealth after that, well, that's just more icing on the cake. Nothing wrong with that. Number six, risk versus luck. It's interesting how luck is rarely mentioned. It's almost like by acknowledging the presence of luck, you didn't have full control of your outcome. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that's actually kind of true. So when do we risk it all? Is there ever a time? That depends on the individual and what they want to accomplish. Remember, everybody's goals and money levels are different and wealth levels. If you want to achieve outcomes that are beyond your normal grasp, you must take big risk. It's easier said than done due to societal norms and our negative perception of failure. We need to stop caring so much of what others think about our decisions that we make. Understand the risk and know what's at stake. You have to be strong enough to rebuild if it doesn't work out as planned. Remember, a failure is only realized if you give up and never move forward. Life is consistently moving forward, so do the same. 
Does luck play a role in investing? Well, the short answer is yes. My example, I happened to buy properties in a highly appreciating market due to tourism growth. So luck had a part because I was in the right place at the right time and I had been saving my money for many, many years. So few were doing what I was doing and I saw an opportunity. I decided at that time to go all in, which was very risky. It could have backfired. Tourism could have slowed down. Home appreciations could have dropped. I could have been a horrible property manager. About a thousand other things could have gone wrong. The takeaway of this, acknowledge and respect both. Never believe that you created your successes without the outside intervention of risk and luck. What I've learned so far in life and investing. My main takeaways. The absolute most important thing that I've learned so far is without good health, money is pointless. When you're really sick, like when you have a really bad fever and you feel like you're dying, or devastating food poisoning, I've had that, unfortunately, you don't give a shit about your social media likes, who follows you, your rate of returns, your job, daily stresses. All you want is your body to feel good again. If you sacrifice your mind and body to achieve wealth, I guarantee you it won't end well. The goal here is to have a pain-free body to enjoy the freedoms your wealth has created. A healthy mind makes you a better investor. Mental health is so important. In fact, it's critical to achieve continued success. Not managing your stress, being pessimistic, angry, and fear will drive you to make poor financial decisions at the most critical times. That's when you need it most. Find outlets to clear your mind and regain your focus, like working out. That's a big one for me. Taking long walks. I also love doing this, or maybe listening to this podcast. I know, I know, shameless plug, right? And lastly, time in the market is the hardest part. If you want to build serious wealth, you must wait. I know, shocking, right? It's best summed up like this. Volatility is the ticket price for the roller coaster that is investing. In the end, it really does pay off. Thank you so much for listening. This episode has been a long time coming and I really hope you've enjoyed it. On the next episode, my Airbnbs, the good, the bad, the ugly. Stay tuned. For more Investor Fella podcast content, follow me on Twitter and Instagram.